You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Understarters Orders podcast. It's Andy Cummins here, filling in for Chris Telford, who unfortunately is not with us tonight. Um, But I am joined, as always, by Stephen Edwards and Declan Carroll. How are you getting on, lads? Right, boys. So, really good weekends racing uh, coming up with two uh, decent days at Sandown with the Claren Davis Chase at uh, Navin. And um, we have Aintree, the many clouds chasing a couple of races over the um, national fences, as well as the John Durkin Memorial um, on Sunday. So a really, really decent weekend's action to look forward to with maybe some Cheltenham bets to, to come out of it uh, to down the line. But look, we'll, we'll jump straight into it, boys, with the winter novices hurdle at Sandown. Uh, they were probably up all night thinking of the name for this one, but Look, um, some really unexposed novice hurdlers here. Um, not a whole lot to go on. Uh, we have any news who was an easy winner. Uh, press your luck. You know, he was taken out on account of the ground before, but looks like he's going to run here. Sending love, a seven-year-old from the Paul Nichols yard uh, who's coming back after wind surgery. Uh, Stargate, a really impressive Irish point winner by Imperial Monarch, who was a, a very, very easy winner on his rules debut. And Valors, who is one of the more experienced runners in the lineup. Uh, Stephen, do you have any opinion on this race? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite keen on, on Stargate. Um, he thrashed Everglow, who previously, who was previously beaten by McFabulous. He was beaten a fair way, but on, on, on the check throw form, he looks pretty strong. Before that, even Glow running a good Cheltenham bumper behind a very smart uh, Martin Pipel, called Israel Champ. Um, and also Nicky Anderson's time flies by, who's is is pretty smart. So for every reason, I think the Stargate could be could be top draw. Sending love, I know very little about, but he's won his novice last time out very comfortably after being pulled up last back end. But in winning the second time, the second was a rank outsider in Champagne River, who was trained by uh, Evan Williams. So you'd have to think that um, he'd probably have a good a good strong form line through through his own runners. Any news bolted up twice? I'm not sure what he's beat, but the way he's done it, you'd have to not be not discount him, you know. Uh, the King Horse Valeri's is decent enough form, but he's hurdling last time would have to leave a lot to be desired, you know. He's pretty poor three or four of his hurdles. Brush your luck has won two small races. I'm not sure the level then, but he was before that he was behind Valeri's in a Kempton race, so he probably looks like he needs to find a little bit and the betting would probably uh mm. Suggest that as well, Andy. So you've came down on any news, is it? No, I've came. Uh, oh, Stargate. Okay. Came down on um, Stargate. any? No, no, no. That's okay. I, it yeah, might have been apologies. me. Um. Yeah. Look, I. It's it's kind of hard to go on these. Really, you know, they're they're all unexposed. All bar one of the runners, Val, Val Valeri, is are coming into this with without with a one beside their name. Valeri's coming in with a two beside his name. They're all rated in kind of the one thirties area, the one thirties area of all the ones that are given a rating. Although it's hard to imagine that Stargate and Any News 
I would assume if they were to get a rating tomorrow, they'd be in the 130s as well. Um, Declan, do you see anything here that you might like? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think it's a great race. Um, I, I think it's it's pretty poor and I'm not sure what, what these will really go on to. Um, Stargate is probably the worthy favourite. He, he ran clear at Chef, so he was, you know, he was impressive. Uh, Toy Times, who was behind him, has, has won a, a novice handicap. But those novice handicaps can be funny, can't they? Um, Send and Love uh, won the, a maiden at Foss last. Um, Valerius, the farm's not really... I, I don't think there's, there's much farm behind any of these. Um, there, there's nothing really you can pick out. I, I've, I've went through it earlier. No, like Toy Times is really the only one you, you can find that that's one I think um, yeah, he was behind Stargate and he knows won a bumper um, and a maiden easily enough looks to have some speed and so I'd be, I'd be a little bit worried about the trip here um, especially on what could be testing ground but I would if I was going to have a bet and because none of them look too hot I'd go with the outsider pressure look uh, one bow hurdles keeping on well and I think that the trip could could really bring him into the mix here and uh, he's the outsider 12 to 1 the rest of them are there's not great value there so look if, if I was going to have a bet I'd be going for pressure look yeah well pressure look I was actually a little bit wrong about him it, I, I said that he, he came out as an on-runner at Kempton last year as, on a result of the ground or last season it was actually a vaccination error the reason he, he came out but he is completely untried on the ground it was any news um, who came out under unsuitable ground when entered last October at Foss last now different circumstances I suppose he would have been a four-year-old inexperienced at least he's a bit of run two runs under his belt now and he's a five-year-old He's being backed in the early markets as if the ground won't really be an issue. The one I personally came down on was Standing Love. I, I thought he was quite impressive at um, Foss last. And I get the feeling that Paul Nichols is really going to want to press on with this horse as he's a seven-year-old now. He obviously hasn't been easy to train, but he was impressive with Foss last in the conditions. He is by Scorpion, so you know his mind could go tomorrow or next year or you just can't really trust him with the old scorpions but um, he's the one I would come down on because we know he'll handle the ground and he's older and you know the older horses tend to get through the ground a bit easier um, but it would be kind of a tentative selection and I was kind of getting that vibe from yourself Declan with press your luck would it be more tentative at that price? Yeah there's a bit of value look he, he did he did win the two races running on so the step up and trip might um, so you, there might be a bit of value but look I think it's a poor enough race it's not really a race I'd be itching to get involved in I'm not even sure what you're going to find from this race going forward um, now I, I, I could be well wrong I hope I am we know you see something, something come out of it but uh, yeah it would be, it'd be if, I'm, if you're asking for a selection it would be the, the value around the 12th one pressure look it is that type of race where you know we mightn't actually know the form until this time next year. Um, you know, these horses could just be beating each other, but the form mightn't amount to much. And for all we know, maybe two or three days go to the Cheltenham Festival in March and, and run to a real high level. We just don't know. But um, Stephen, what about yourself? You're, you're coming down on the favourite here, Stargate, is it? I am, yeah. Like I say, I, like I say, we're having a little bit of a pop at the race, but over the years, there's been some good horses running this. I think, remember Fingal Baby and Simon Sig. I'm a Bally Handy won the race, I think. Um, 
so we could we could see something. Hopefully we do. But yeah, Stargate for me. Yeah, Evan don't really travel and for the sake of it, you know. I think. Yeah. yeah. And before we came on air, we were talking about Imperial Monarch and how how good of a racehorse he was um, in Camelot's crop as well. And this is one of his first um, horses to kind of really run in a kind of a notable race. They're four year old now. Um, so let's hope that Stargate can can run well for his sire. But um, yeah, so um, Stargate would would he be a confident selection, Stay, or would you be just? Uh, yeah, he would, he would be. Yeah, he would be. I'm not sure okay. I'm really impressed with any of the others, really. But like I say, he beat a good yardstick uh, at Chepstone Everglow. So if you want to start going back in what he was, he, he ran behind McFabulous. All right. Um. Yeah. So we'll roll with Stargate there, and um, we roll on to Ireland next. And it's a Navin. We have a trio of runners for the Claren Davis Novices Chase, a Grade Three, over two miles. Um. And just before we came on air, there I was watching Claren Davis win the Arkle under a really, really confident ride by Franny Wood. So it was, it was nice to see such a, a, a talented horse, and maybe one of these can go and replicate him by winning the Arkle and maybe the Champion Chase. We never know. Um, it would probably either be Andy Dufresne or Embittered, however, because I think Calvary Masters in here to try and get a sneaky handicap mark for the spring. His form doesn't really amount to his two rivals here. Um, really, really interesting race, though. Andy Dufresne was foot perfect at Wexford. He probably got a bit of an unfair rep last year for not going to Cheltenham and being quote-unquote disappointing, but he was trying to give weight to horses like Beacon Edge and Jason the Militant and... He was beaten at short odds by latest exhibition. But when you do really look back on it, the form is rock solid. Um, and then he's up against Embittered, who was third in the county hurdle as a novice on only his fifth start over hurdles off 11 stone eight, which was a colossal performance as only Aramon and Sanra beat him. So this is a really, really hot tree runner race. And Declan, I say you can't wait to assess these runners. Um, what, what say you for this? Yeah, it, it does look a match. Um, Cavalry Master was really need to improve an awful lot. He was fourth in, in the Fairy House beginner's chase. And, uh, I, I'm not, it was probably one of the poorer beginner's chases we'll see all season or all winter anyway. Uh, look, Andy Dufresne had a lot of hype about him last season. Quite unfair on a horse who was going, you know, his ultimate goal is to win chases. And you get all this hype, they go off a of short prices uh, in, in novice hurdle races. And it's just a different game for them. But he was very, very impressive at Wexford. He handled Wexford quite well. It was it was a decent enough beginner's chase. And I'm a big fan of Exapol and he, he beat him really, really easy. The race was over um, way out. I thought he was very, very impressive. I, you know, I, I kind of set myself up to be overly critical of before the race but I, I couldn't really be I was really really impressed and I think he'll improve and improve um, unfortunately because the hype for him before he ever ran in a horde he'll probably never get a fair price on him but uh, I think he's a, he is a very exciting chaser that was a, an impressive win at Wexford um, and Bitterd was second to Easy Walk and he was he was well cleared of the third I can't remember who the third was but you know, I suppose if Easy Work wasn't in that race, you'd be saying, you know, Embittered has been one of the most impressive beginners, uh, winners of a beginner's chase this season. But we're not. We're, we're, we've been talking about Easy Work and, it, it, you know, it's a little bit frightening. How good is he? Is he going to avoid 
Envoy LN, um, he'd probably end up in the RSA, and I'm not sure I've seen another stayer so far that that I'd fancy to put it up to him. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him over three miles at Leopardstown. But you know, if you took him out at race, you'd be you people would be raving about and bitter. So I I don't know. I, over this trip. It, it's I don't know. I just thought Andy Dufresne he won the race, and Embiid still has to prove he can go and win races, and he he's there. There'll be no betting in this race. Um, Andy Dufresne I'm sure will be odds on because he's carrying that hype, and and nobody's mentioned Embiid, even though he was second to, to Easy Walk, he was a good second. So, but I think Andy Andy Dufresne probably does shade it, but it'd be no value. Stay. Now, I, I know that I probably could have pitched this question to both of you and you probably have an opinion on the race as well, Stephen, but Andy Dufresne winning at Wexford very, very easily, a seven and a half length ease down win over Exapole versus Embittered's um, two and three quarter length defeat by easy work. Can you compare that form? Is it is it fair to do that? Do, do you have an opinion on which one may be better? Or? Yeah. It's hard, really, isn't it? Like, I'm a huge Andy Dufresne fan. Of when he won his, his bumper, I backed him for the Shelton bumper. I think we, we probably knew he wasn't going to run, but I've sort of fell for the hype. And I backed him again anti-post last year, I think, for the Supreme and the Ballymore. I think he, he stands the part, doesn't he? He's got the great name of the of the lad in uh, Shawshank, the great film. You know, he just... I'm sort of, I'm sort of hoping he turns out to be something really special, but I know Easy works funny. I, I, my mouth, I'm salivating over him going over three miles, and I think embittered. Yeah, I think embittered bumped yeah, into a right one. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know you're very keen on you've, you've got him at all prices for all the novices, haven't you? But um, Andy Dufresne, I'm sort of hoping he, I'm hoping he can turn out to be what like Declan was saying. He was never ever meant to be a great hurdler. It was all about what he'd done when he got in front of the big boys, you know, so I'm hoping he does the business. I'm, the, will he be on time? Or? Yeah, so the tissue won, prices, yeah. as I can see here, is 11 to 4 on Andy Defray and 5 to 2 on Bitter. Now, I, do, do I think Andy Defray will win the race? Possibly. I think he's more a two-miler than Bitter will be in time, but that price discrepancy is a bit too much, in my opinion, um, under, under sheer ability, if, if you get me. I'm more interested in what, what Andy Frey's targets may be if he does do the business. No, not a chance. He's a two-miler all day long, in my opinion. What? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, well, Andy, Andy Frey, Declan, Dufresne, what about yourself? Yeah, I, I think you're being unfair on Wexford Racecourse, Andy. Uh, I know it's funny. <laughs> I know you hate it. I actually think it's 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 a much improved racecourse. It's a much improved chase track since they... Um, since they're now going uh, left-handed. And look, you, you know, for a long time, people thought because a horse won a race on British soil, it, it, it was a better, you know, he's a better horse. He's won a better race. Andy Dufresne put exit pole, although it was at Wexford, he, he put him to bed very, very easily. And I, I thought it was very, very impressive. I'm not bothered about where it was. And uh, he did handle the, the, the track quite well. And it probably does take some handling. Um, I look, he, he's won the race. He's shown he can he can win. And and the fact it's two mile one is is definitely shading it for me. 
But look, as I said, you take easy work out of it, people will be raving about it. But I just like horses that that get their neck in front and, and win and he won quite easy. It's like the pennies drop now. He's been showing offence. Um and I, I hope he does go to a, a lot of unfair hype. Uh, and I hope he goes and fulfills it. Fulfills all the potential. So yeah, Andy Dufresne for me. Steve, did you have something just to say there? Yeah, no, I just sort of um I think like as well that the fact he obviously has a lot of hype, but they still stuck to their guns and they looked after him a bit. Where it would have been quite easily to easy to take him to Cheltenham for a run, wouldn't it, the last two years, but they've they've held back like they um well, yeah, they've looked after him. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the temptation to go to to the festival is too much, and you know there, there is other races, there's other racetracks, there's other festivals, and I think they've done the right thing with him, and and hopefully, um, you know, they they get what they deserve, and hopefully he he goes to the top of our fences. No, I I totally agree with you, lads. It, it was a big decision to let Andy Defray have a little bit of extra time, keep him away from Cheltenham. Um, and he's. It looks like he's rewarded him in the early, in the early proceedings anyway. With that very easy win at Wexford, and I wasn't really having a go at Wexford to track. I was more alluding to. Uh, man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> They're always having a go at Wexford. Yeah. No. Sometimes. Wexford. <laughs> sometimes I can't resist, but even if even if Andy Defray had won a punches down, I think this two and three quarter lengths behind Easy Work, who, you know, he he's probably ran to. The high one forties, maybe even his hurdles mark. Um, and it, it, it could have been further. It could have been further. It could have been further. No, I, I agree. But Easy Work will probably get a longer trip. He will get a longer trip, and Bittered may well do in time as well. Um, but I just don't. I think this should be more. Maybe four to six, Andy Defray, thirteen to eight, and Bittered. I, I really don't think the price discrepancy should be four to eleven and five to two. Now these are only the tissue prices. It may completely. Swap at the off, but yeah, if I was getting percentage on the top, it, it'll mm. change, won't it? Like it's yeah, all around to 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. But if I, if I was getting five to two on embittered, I would happily, happily take that. That's that's value in my opinion. Um, because he only has one horse to be, and Calvary Master, who's out for maybe a handicap at the Dublin Racing Festival in February. Um, but look, I think that's really, really good value, but. In my opinion, these are two horses that could be maybe second and third or second and fourth in the betting for an Arkle next year. Um, that's how highly I'd rate these two horses. Um, but for you two lads, it's Andy DeFray, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, yeah. I'll have a bit on Embittered if the 5-2 to two is there. So we will move on to Aintree now. Um, and we'll save the two grade ones for, uh, or the three grade ones for last um, and it's the Many Clouds Chase at Grade 2 over the 3 miles. And we have Bryony with her super cape and Frodon, the 169-rated Frodon, who loves to carry 15 stone around Cheltenham. Native River, Santini, Keeper Hill, um, who can't resist a bit of prize money in these type of races, and Lakeview Lad. Um, so basically, this is a, a three-horse match, you would imagine, with all due respect to Keeper Hill and Lakeview Lad. Um, but stay. There's a few of your favourites in here. I know I know you'd take a bullet for Native River. Um, but you know, who do you have here? Oh He's ten there, isn't he? I don't know what I don't think it would come to light what the real issue was last year. He got injured just before the gold cup, didn't he? But I thought he's gonna be turning eleven at the end of the year. I don't think I'll be backing him anti post this year for the first time in about ten years, but um 
Santini, I suppose if he's anywhere near his... He can be a bit idle, can't he? You know, he's tight turning entry. I don't know. It's, he's, for me, I'm a big fan of the horse, but he just he hits them flat spots, you know. And <coughs> Froden's going to get in a river, make uh, get in a nice river, make it a test. Whether Native River, river wants to go with it, I'm not too sure. But uh, if Santini's anywhere near its Gold Cup form, it should eat these, you know. But I'll be sentimental, Native River. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I'm sort of. I'm sort of thinking it could be a national horse this year, Andy. You know, but as a novice, I think people forget that he broke the track record on good. I always, I always used to tell people that he was a soft, heavy grand horse, but he broke the track record as a novice uh, over the over the three mile, and that was the year he got beaten by uh, Minella Rocco in the four miler. So. He, even though he's like a stand in, he's not been, he's not he's not short with speed, you know, even though he's one of them dour stairs, he just seems to jump and gallop. Um we can't have thrown on for me. He better not embarrass us again. I'm fully in the native river camp. I'm I'm a big Santini fan, but I just, I just don't think he, do you remember his, his his debut run last year, he ran in the race at Kempton or Sandan, it was I think scrapes home by a short edge, you know. I think the March will probably be the time to see if he's at his best. Yeah, he was he was really looking for the line. That was against Now McGinty, I think, in a graduation chase last year, around this time last year. Um yeah, Sandown, was it? Sandown, yeah, he was he was looking for the line in, in no uncertain terms. Um look Will Frodon be able to bring Native River around? That that's the question I have. Now it's it's absolutely baffling that Frodon's still only an eight year old rising nine. But and, and Native River, obviously a ten-year-old former Gold Cup winner. I don't think he was a million miles off his best last year, personally. Um, and I would love to like forget the Grand National. I'd love to see him in another Welsh National, personally. I think he would, if he could value for his one sixty-eight, um, especially with what Frodon did at Cheltenham, um, off a similar way. Um, but Declan, what do you think? Do you think Frodon be able to bring the likes of Native River and Santini around, lead them a merry dance, or do you do you think Santini would be good enough to win this fresh, or even Native River? Yeah, look, uh, Santini, the the Gold Cup second. I I think he done a bit of ground up by the time March came around, and I I think he could be a serious contender this year. I do think he's I think he's a big baby, you know, um. When we're talking about that Sandown race, he was a big, big baby. But by the time March came around, like he, he was, he was getting there. He was closing, wasn't he? Now, you know, Albion Photo probably would have just kept his head in front for as long as he had to. Um, but he, he ran a cracker, and he could definitely be a force to be reckoned with this season. He wants to go as far as he can. Um, the further he goes, the better he'd probably be. And, and I think, you know, Andrew, Andrew's a big galloping track. Like, I know it does have the toy turns, but long, long straights. Like, you know, it, it suits, suits big gallopers. And he's, he's you know, on, on the back of that Gold Cup run, he, he probably is the fair favourite here. Uh, Native River, people seem to think he's finished. He was actually unbeaten last season. You know, coming off an unbeaten season, you'd think he'd be the favourite. Look, I, I know he wasn't. Um, he he's been around. He's ran in an awful lot of tough races, and it's just hard for them to keep going and and keep pulling her out when they've they're they've been through that many battles. But you know what a horse, a Gold Cup winner. Um, he won the big handicaps. He's just 
you know, what what a joy he must be to own. Um, he, he won a Hennessy. He won. Did he? He won a Welsh national. Did he win two Welsh nationals? No, they yeah. pulled him out last year. You know, he, he may not he may not be the force of all, but again, he, he gallops and he jumps like you know, and he's he's a great jumper. He's just he's a joy to watch when he's out there in front and you know, for for Ohlan, I don't think Frohan will enjoy enjoy him up there with him and I think, you know, you know, he he made me. Well, I sort of said he'd probably go and win the race. Like he lumped away. Around. How would you stop? You were, couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't stop abusing the poor thing <laughs> going around. <laughs> Look, you know, we we said he can he can carry weight, and you know we should be beating those handicappers. I still don't think. I still don't think he's in the class of Native River and Santini. Um. So I I don't think he'd be winning this race, and and the other two. Are just there to pick up the prize money, and they and like what awful value Lakeview that is sixteen to one. Like, how do they justify that? That's absolutely awful. Who is backing Lakeview lad at sixteen to one? It's not as if it's not as if the front three can't. Yeah, you know, like it's absolutely awful value. <laughs> you know, if you want to back. Back keeper hill if you want stupid price like if you want to back it in each way by forty to one compact like you lad terrible value look I don't know I'm finding it very hard to split Santini and and Native River Santini is a big old boy and and he might take he might take a few races to hit top gear so you know Native River's probably coming here like a lot of work being got into him and I I, I think I think he might win this on Saturday. I'm, I I would love to see Lakeview lad win this now and just just save that soundbite. That would be absolutely magnificent. <laughs> as, as little chance as little chance as it does have of happening. But um, well, I, I don't even know what we'd go with here. Um, I don't even. I'm I'm afraid to slag Frodon for the for the fear of getting yet another middle finger because that I that was just too much to take. Um, as nice as it was to see, but. Oh, Santini, like it's it's clearly the best form, isn't it? Like it's the Gold Cup second. I know he's reappearing. He could look like a pregnant mare for all we know. Like he might he might really need this run. And um, yeah. Native River, like he had a very very easy task in the race last year. Um, after you know Black Horton fell early. I th- I'm not Black Horton. So there was a horse that might bite fell early. And he, and he was left an easy task of just beating Black yeah, Horton. He's a cross-country horse. Sorry? He's a cross-country horse, though, isn't he? My boy, uh, he's going for the Grand Sefton, I think, uh, this oh, week. So he? he's going over the national fences, so you're yeah, close enough. Um, but he did. He ran in the, he ran in the, um, the cross-country last year, didn't he? Um, he, he? I think he got lost on the way around. But, um, yeah, a scorpion in the cross-country. Oh, Jesus, yeah, that, that's like me trying to do rocket science, probably yeah. the poor, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, I, I think Santini will win this. I, I like he's still he's an eight year old rising nine. Um now I, I'm I could be very, very unfair here, but it just seems that Colin Tizard has been a, has been very, very slow to start this season. A few of his horses maybe I am being unfair, but a few of his horses have been running below par that you would have thought might have been running better. And it might be a more conservative approach because, you know, a lot of his horses were kind of crying enough by spring last year especially when we're in terms of Cheltenham. So maybe 
his yard's on more of a slow burn this year. Um, so maybe Native River may need this run. Frodon, he will give us running. We know that. But Santini, I, I, I think if he's if he's within a couple pounds of that one seven two with another year on his back, you know, really taken care of. I feel like this is the year where, the, you know, this this is Santini's year. If it's going to be any year, this is his year. Um, and if it is to be his year, I'd be expecting him to be, uh, you know, an OAP, you know, a soon-to-be OAP in Native River. And, and you know, Frodon, who, as admirable as he is, admirable as he is, he's, he's really, he just likes, he look, he's like giving way to way to inferiors. He likes picking on people weaker than him. So, you know, I, I'd be with Santini here. Uh, what about yourself, lads? Declan? No, I, I'm going to go with Native River. I, I just think Santini is, is going to probably need the run. He's a big lad. And look, they're looking at, they're looking at March. That's all they're looking at with, with Santini, you know. Um, his, his trainer is an absolute bullshitter, great crack, so just ignore everything he says. They just, they just, you know, He's locked all the time as well. Look, Stop it. Get us cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention any names. <laughs> Look, they're, they're just looking at, at the Gold Cup, aren't they? Really. After that run last year, that's all they have on their mind is, is getting him ready for that day. He won't win a, win a race this season um, because he won't win the Gold Cup either, but that's the only one they're going to try and win. Um, I, and I just think Native River will be, will be quite forward. Um, on Saturday because they will want to pick up as much as they can with this fella and he deserves to pick up to like today's race um, like he's still only 10 you know we'll see how exuberant he is if that old exuberance is still there I think he'll win this throw on again like you know I look I'll just leave it at that one. I'll just leave it at that <laughs> and and stay it's, it's a lovely sentimental kumbaya Love you know, bet for you for for Native River, is it? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> if he jumps the last 10 clear. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Dick once, he wants Frodon to be strapped <laughs> about Sensei, I do think should be winning this. I, I, I know you guys want to, he lost his position to out in the Gold Cup when Turning took it on. I think he got caught napping a little bit, but. In my opinion, probably should have won the race. But anyway, I do, I do love Native River, um, but I've, I've always been salty since you know they went for the four miler with Manala Rocco when the RSA was the easier option, and I had him backed at all sorts of prices for the RSA, and then he lost. And I was kind of like, "Sarah, you're right." Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a long time ago. I'm still, <laughs> still salty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, right, so we better. Shut up about the many clouds, Chase. I say our viewers are absolutely sick to death of us talking about those three horses. But anyway, um, we will pop on to the Henry VIII Novices Chase. And I find this strange that this race is run with a load of geldings because King Henry VIII, he deserves a load of horny colts, you know, <laughs> running on, under his name. Yeah, a few two-year-olds maybe. But anyway, um, look, it is what it is. It's a two-mile Novice Chase, the first grade one of the season in the UK. And we have six horses going to post. Uh, El Dorado, Allen, Phoenix Way, Tamruk, Dumatan, Almankind, Gala, and Hitman. So, um, again, every single horse coming into this race has a one beside their name, which is very, very interesting, as, as it should be with grade ones. Hello? The majority of horses usually should come in with a win. Um, but 
you know, we've all mankind got a four-year-olds hitman. And um, do you think, Steve, maybe that any of these four-year-olds could put it up to their elders? Steve. Stay. Uh, look, see, see how good my new Wi-Fi is. <laughs> see how good my new Wi-Fi is. Right, well, we'll just continue on. <laughs> anyway, Declan, uh, I know you can't wait. You know how how much better these two mile novice chasers are in the UK than they are in Ireland. <laughs> I know you say it every single week on this show. So, uh, who do you fancy here for for the uh, Henry VIII? I'm just looking at the betting and. All mankind is, is seven to four favorite, you know. Uh, look, I, I loved him last season when he he won at Chepstow. I, I didn't think he'd keep up the gallop, and you know he 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 nearly couldn't go around the bend. Like he he was fast and strong, and you know I thought that was a phenomenal performance. And then even in the triumph, like I, I think he still he still finished third after taking them along and being headed. Like you know he's a gutsy old horse. Um, I and then he came out and I, I was sort of talking him up as a contender for the champion hurdle and then he ran that race at, at Cheltenham and then it was you know bubble burst and then he came out over fences shortly after and suddenly he's seven to four favourite here so I'm not sure what to think um, I, I seen him jump a few of the fences in that in that novice chase and he was he, he did look impressive and he's the sort of horse if he gets in the rhythm out in front of our fences and he's he's popping them taking lengths out of the field he's going to be very very hard to catch because he does have a big big engine but I just think the 7 to 4 in here is skinny enough um, and you know we, we, I actually think there's, there's worse value about the Nichols horse because he he did win easily enough, but we we don't really know much more. It, it seems to be all hype, like you know. So I think he wanted to be a bit mad to have a, a punt at that. Maybe you'd be able to to tell me a bit more about him, like that. He ran in, in one race. It was a chase. It was his British debut. Um, I I really like um Tizard's El Dorado Allen. Uh, he looks a proper chaser. I think he'll improve again. He jumps well. I was. Really, really impressed with him at Cheltenham. I think he's just going to, to keep improving. Uh, Gal Law, I think, will struggle here. I liked him the last day. Um, but I thought his, his jumping came under pressure a little bit when it was put up to him. And I think he could possibly be be a faller here because I think his jumping would be it'll be under a lot more pressure than than it was um the, the last day and he you know, he, he jumped well, but then it didn't take much to make him have a good think about his fences. What's the, help me out with this one, Tamarack, Tamarack, Matan. Do Matan. You know, he's hard to gauge, isn't he? He's, he's running, running one chase. It was a novice handicap. I don't know how you lads in, in Britain work this out. I've absolutely no idea how you can make your, your chase debut in a handicap. He did jump well. Well, you just can't gauge those races at all. Um, Phoenix Way was was he was he ran in that same race that all mankind ran in at the, at the beginning of the season. He was beaten out, so he, I know he's won on Chase debut. But I all mankind looks to have improved for the fence, and I can't see how Phoenix Way will have improved so much to, to catch him and bypass him. So he, he wouldn't be for me, but. 
El Dorado Allen looks like a proper chaser to me. Um, all mankind will will obviously go out in front, and I don't think Gala will deliver him. His jumping will be under serious pressure, and it's whether I'm I'm hoping El Dorado Allen is 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 good enough to come up so is our mind and. Uh, I'm on coin and, and put him to bed, but I think he's a proper chaser. Okay, yeah, I'm on is he's going to be a sight over those railway fences, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't think Gala needs to lead. I think he's just been so. I think he's just been the best horse in the race every time he's set foot on on the track for a chase. That he's just had to lead because he's. he's I'm not sure if he's there on sufferance. I think he's happy to make it, but. There's no evidence in his form yet to suggest that he can be held up. Um, like when he ran in France, when he won in France, he was prominent but between horses. You know, now he might he might go absolutely berserk. He's only a four-year-old. He could pull his way to the front, but there is no evidence of that just yet. So I can see Alman Coyne just taking a clear lead here. I don't think Gala is going to put him under pressure on the front end. I think he'd be happy just to maybe sit in behind. He will be handy. I don't think he needs to lead as much as Alman Coyne needs to lead. Um, Phoenix Way, I, I think he might have got him mixed up there. He he wasn't. I don't think he's raced. He's been up against Alman Coyne before. Um, he was a winner on it, and I think it was a novice handicap. It was one of these handicaps, as as you said, uh, beaten Stratic Gem. But he he came off kind of a sedate gallop and got up in the late stages by a neck to win. And I actually thought that was kind of impressive. He actually did really really well to win. But again, it given a lot of experience away and weight away to these really exciting four-year-olds. But I think we have Steve back here, and I'm sure he has um he has a has an opinion on yeah, this race. Um, do you have any like anything here, Steve? Better than a two-mile chase around Santa, especially with the old camera angles. They look spring-heeled, don't they? Especially the novices, isn't it? But um, all mankind, I'm sort of the opinion that he sort of appreciated going over a fence last time. After a really disappointed Cheltenham when he ran behind uh, Botox has, I think it was, the morals. That form's obviously taken a knock or two since. Because uh, I actually backed Botox on Saturday at Newbury and it was, I think it finished fourth or fifth. But um, So I can't, it's a good, I think it's a good, good thing to stay under this coach. You know, he looked, he looked really well last time. I sort of disagreed with Deck. I felt Eldorado Elder Allen was on his way to being well beaten before Gumball fell last time at Cheltenham. The time before he beat Stormy Island, only scraping home. So I'm not sure it's the same Stormy Island that you guys would remember uh, going off like a headless chicken for Willie, you know. But, um, <laughs> Go Law won well last time, but Grand Sonsi was the, on, the odds on favourite for Paul Nichols that day. He was beaten 40 lengths. So t- I know you're quite strong in the form, man. I don't know what to make of it personally myself. Beating that distance could be, it could have been, it was just so much more superior, but I'm not so sure what to take from it. But um, mm. what I'm, keen on, I'm actually keen on the Paul Nichols one, uh, Hitman. He could be absolutely anything. He he was bought out of Gwyn McCare's stable and moved to Paul Nichols. On his debut, absolutely bolted up beating a very smart Evan Williams hurdler, which was Mac the man who, who had a couple of touches last year. And I think he won a hurdle race at this meeting last year. The other two in that race were good yardsticks in the race, Highway 101 and Totterdown. And all through, they didn't complete complete the race. They both looked well beaten when coming down. I'm actually quite excited about Hitman. I think it could be it could be anything, you know. He he does look like an, a nice four year old. Um, he he did put his rivals to the sword last time out, straight off the boat from France. And there's so many horses doing that, especially just going chasing straight away. Um, 
you know, he he does have a good chance. I still would like to maybe see him again. I think nine to four is a little bit short. Um, as for Gala, I would have really fancied him. I I actually really liked his run at Wolf uh, at Wolverhampton. What am I talking about? Wing Canton. Um, now my big issue with him is he's not the biggest, which doesn't really bother me either. But he just looks to really really appreciate good ground. He just skips across it, and I think. Even for you know a French import, I really don't think he wants soft ground personally. Um, I I think he he really appreciates good ground, skips across it. That I think that really enables him to jump jump with a bit of fluency, and he may be found out in Grade One company. Like like Declan said, I I don't think so. I think he's well worth his place in this lineup. And um, but the ground would kind of put me off. Um, Eldorado Allen, I think I'm on the side that he was a little bit fortunate last time out behind Gumball. I think Gumball was trees on when coming down to out um, in, in the in-play markets. I'm actually going to come down on Phoenix Way. I think he's a bit of each way value here. Um, I think he did really, really well to win at Warwick. I know it was only a three-runner race, but um, you know, Itchy Feet won a grade one at Sandown coming from a similar race at, at Leicester last year, albeit over two and a half miles. So, you know, experience isn't overly well like you'd rather have it but it's not overly essential um, in these kind of novice grade ones at this time of year but I, I'd be with Phoenix Way here I think he's a nice each way price and I think he's a little bit disrespected in the market um, so Declan are you at Eldorado Alan? Yeah look it was no more Phoenix Way was no more disrespected than, than by me I have no idea where I made that piece of farm up from <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from Look, I, I just think, I, I appreciate what you're saying. It's fair, Gala doesn't have to, to lead. I just didn't like the way his, his jumping came under a little bit of pressure when there was a horse upside him. Uh, when he was out on his own, he was loving it. He was into himself. And I think this is going to be run at, at grade one speed. And I think his jumping this is the first real proper test his jumping's going to get. And I'm not sure how well it'll hold up. Uh, yeah, I do like El Dorado. Alan, I, I, I think he's yeah, I, I, I think he's gonna be quite a good chaser. Yeah, no, I, I think he's he will take a high order over fences myself. Um and Stephen, you're with the yeah, French sure, Enigma uh, hitman, is that correct? Seeing him in all mankind going hammering songs. Yeah, I think fancy hitman. So it, it, you at this stage you could be thinking that these four year olds could just go hell for leather up front and and you know the elder horses could be like look at these absolute clowns yeah. and maybe pick them up late but we'll, we'll see. Um, it is going to be a spectacle. It's 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 a race. It's it's the race I'm looking forward to the most over the weekend. Personally speaking, um, I think I think it, it's a race you have to watch a couple of times. But um, we'll move on to the main event, the Open Two Mile Grade One, the Tingle Creek Chase, sponsored by Betfair over two miles and this is the return of a certain Altior. No stones were stepped on this week. He comes here as the 8-11 to favourite. Ten-year-old now these days, but like on ratings and, and just, you know, everything he's done, he, he's just an absolute class act. He's, he's a joy to watch and we're lucky to have him. Um, so it would be great to see him come back. He is up against a couple of second season chasers, brewing up a storm, coming back to two miles. Uh, Grenatine, a winner at Exeter last time out. The, you know, the vintage champion chase winner, Politolog, won a fantastic renewal last year. And um, Rouge, Viff, 
um, who was so, so impressive at Cheltenham. And in case anyone didn't get my sarcasm there, Politolog, like I, I've never actually seen a race. Like I that champion chase last year, I could not wait for with Altior, Shakam Persuad and uh, Defi Desai. And it turned out to be probably the worst race of the whole festival. And um, with all due respect to Politolog, um, but stay. Who do you have here out of these six? Would you just yeah, be I keeping it simple and going with Altior? He's always looked slow to me, which is probably quite harsh. But yeah, it's all about Altior. Is he? Is he going to? What Altior are we going to get? I've always been of the persuasion as well that he likes these park tracks. You think you're around Kempton Sand, and he's always that celebration chase at the end of the year a few years ago. He looks like a. a com- he looked like a stone better horse than any of his champion chase or Arkle wins, you know. So if he's anywhere near his best, I'd expect him. I suppose we we want to see a champion back to back to his best as well, don't we? But Green Latine, he won the uh, Holden Gold Cup. There was a lot of horses misperformed in that race. I'm, I think I remember back in Bundor and Esprit de Large fell. Uh, Glenn Fulger and Global Citizen both underperformed, you know. So even though he won the race from uh, Moonlighter and Pink Eyed Petro, it wasn't there wasn't many left in the race when it got down to the business end. Rouge Riff, I'll completely leave to you, Andy, is your one. Um, if I was probably having each race squeak, I'd probably end up brewing up a storm. I don't... Uh, it sounds pretty amateurish, but I didn't actually see his run at Carlisle, but I know he finished sixth and he was, he was beaten quite a way out. I didn't know whether going up to two and a half was the problem, but I backed him in the arc and he, he just seemed to be getting into the race when he came down. And um, I think a 20 to 1, if the, the favourite was to underperformer, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him get into the frame, although there's only six runners. <laughs> no, I actually totally agree with you, Stay. I thought that brewing up a storm, as, as keen and as crazy as he was, I thought he was actually coming to win that race at Carlisle. Um, and his jumping just... Like his jumping did let him down towards the end, and it, it really did look like he blew up as he came down to the last. Um, he's a two miler all day long. I think it was a mixture of being keen, fresh, and maybe not quite getting home. But I think he's severely disrespected here. I think he's more likely to handle the ground, um, than the majority of his rivals. I think Greenatine, like that that race, I just I just don't see why people are are you know so. Yeah, are raving so much about that performance at Exeter. Yes, he won, but he got up in the shades of the post. Like this is a whole different kettle of fish, and it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't as if the form was scream at you. This yeah, was a vintage renewal of the Halden Gold Cup. So, it, 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 yeah, like it wasn't really a, like personally speaking. I just I, I think that's bad value at five to one. Now he could be a major improver, but he wouldn't be for me. I've Rouge fifth back to anti post, and I have anti post as well for the for the Queen Mother. But at the, at the same time, the rain is after coming, and he's just best watched for me. I really hope he puts up a good showing, but um, I'd be I'd be he'd be best watched on the ground. I'd be really sweet on brewing up the storm here, twenty to one each way, even with just the two places. And Declan, do you have anything here? Oh, look, I just think Altiar is is a freak. I think he's the fastest horse in training. Uh, people say he hits a flat spot. I, I don't think he's ever hit a flat spot. He's just he's just got older, clever, a little bit lazy. Um, and I suppose it was that it was that, you know, the middle of a race. He's not getting scrubbed along. He's just been woken up, like you know. And and people see the arms going, think he's in trouble. He has never been in trouble. I think the only time 
he's ever been in trouble in a, in a two-mile race when was when Patrick Mullins was riding Duvan and he was out in front jumping for fun. It looked like Duvan really had his foot on his neck and I think they were all panicking that day, but, but Duvan came down. Uh, but other than that, he's just he's just so fast. Um, he, he gets woken up, he sees the lion and he just takes off and nothing can deliver his pace. And, and I think, I don't think anything will live with him here. If it was a better race, he'd probably race the same and he'd go and he'd put him to bed um, after jumping the, the, the final fence. And look, he'd probably be, ha- he'd, he'd be woken up here, you know, maybe coming to the pond fence, he'd, he might, people be saying he's in trouble and he won't. He'd be getting woken up and he'd just put this race to bed really easy. Now, you, you can't really believe anything his trainer says. He's a bullshitter and he gets a drink. <laughs> but I just, I just don't know what. I don't know what beats him. It's not, it's not a great grade one. It's, it, it, there's not much depth to it. Uh, Politolog, I think he's been harsh on him. I think that, that win was well-deserved. Um, you know, he, he went out front and he made it and I, I thought he was excellent in the race. Um, you know when when the big boys came out of it, but certainly when Altior came out of it, because the others still have it to prove. Look, Deffy Desoy was in there, who who won all the grade ones over two months last year. You know, so it it was only Altior and 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 Willie's horse that came out of it, and he won the race fair and square. He was really really good that day. He's raced over three miles. Um, I just he he's been he's been a great. He's not a horse I've ever really. Warm to and, and really love, but fair play to him. I, I think he's been been quite harsh on him. You know, when you go through the rest of this field, look, Andy, I know you like Rouge Fifth, but if Rouge Fifth wins this, how good is is Henry's mare? You know, because he can't he can't get near her, and she won again the last day at Cheltenham. Um, I just don't. I I can't see him being good enough to beat a horse like like Altier. I don't think brewing up a storm is is good enough. Bit of hype about him last season. Um, Ollie Murphy's horses are not running well. They haven't been running well for a while. Can't see him being anywhere near winning this. Um, Nichols' horse, Grenatine, you know, won the, won the handicap the last day, but it is it could improve. Might have the most improvement out of, out of the rest of these. And, and Castle Grace, Paddy. You know, um, the, look, I suppose if, if, if Altior stands on a stone between now and then and the rain comes, <laughs> the, way, the way the pounds are going lately, like you wouldn't be surprised to see him bring, bring him back to GBPs. Look, if, if the rain comes, Castle Grace Paddy is a horse who can mix it with the best of them on his day. But he's, he's, he can be quite inconsistent. And if the rain doesn't come, I can see him running at Cork on Sunday. Um I, I don't think he's definitely going to run here, but look, if Altior is alive and well and, and anyway fit and healthy, I, I think he, he wins this. Doesn't he, he doesn't win races like um Spinter Sacra used to, but he just turns around at the end and he's so fast. You know, and it's it, I, I really I really admire that they rolled the dice on, on the staying thing last year and they thought about the Gold Cup because they they'd won um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of balls to, to go and, and lose a race. And they took a chance and they did lose. But, you know, in hindsight, you say, well, he's so fast, he was never going to stay. But 
they actually went and asked the question and found out. And I hope he's, I, I hope he's back to his best. I don't even think he, he doesn't need to be even near his best to be. Is there a bunch of chumps like really, isn't he? No. Mm, I like probably like Altior is he is the, the best horse in this field. It's it's kind of hard to to you know debate that. Um, but you you did just mention Duvan there earlier and how he was quote standing on Altior's neck a bit and, and you do just think if, if Duvan had stayed sound that racing was probably robbed of, of oh, vintage okay. oh vintage. absolutely absolutely like he's the horse who could have you know he, he could have done anything you know and hopefully you have Envoy Allen now can stay fit and show us what Duvan couldn't but look he's had his problems and they're, they're fragile animals and that's why you have to appreciate the, the really good ones well, they're here, but you know, um, but other than that, whatever really looks like being beaten over two miles. No, mm. What say there, Steve? Oh, yeah, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he is. Yeah, um, what's he now? He'd be 10 now, won't he? He, I don't know, I don't think he's entered anywhere. Um, I'll check now. Yeah, he's a 10 year old rising 11, like we've. We, like he's just like Altior, we've yeah, probably seen here. the best of him, unfortunately. He, he's but, been trained for the spring, but like to be honest, like he's he, he when when Duvan was a novice chaser, he was massive. He seems to have lost an awful lot of mass off his arse when you see him now compared to then. And for such a big horse, you know, they will get injured if they're not carrying that mass, whatever has happened there. Um, and it is an awful pity because. He's so big, he, he, he could hurdle fences. Even when he won the Clonmel Oil Chase last season, he was hurdling fences. Like, you know, I've never seen anything like it. Right, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal animal. Um, like laughing at a Gold Cup winner. You know, and like, you know, what would we have said even about sizing John? You know, imagine him doing all his exploits over two miles. He just happened to have two, two van in front of him and he goes and wins a Gold Cup. Like, it's absolutely, it, it's it's incredible. But we're getting a little bit off the subject here. Um. I would still love to see Rouge Viff run a big race. I, I know that you said Henry's mare would, could be anything, but she does have that cheat code of seven pounds, which is probably going to get addressed after this season, um, you would imagine. And, you know, Rouge Viff, is, I, I think he's just definitely improved. Um, the ground is probably the key to him as well, um, whereas Henry's mare can probably do it on any sort of ground, albeit like definitely soft ground anyway. Um, but I'd be seeing Altior probably winning this race, but brewing up a storm back to two miles, um, if his jumping holds up, which is a big if, you know, um, I can see him running an almighty race, but it is Altior's to lose, in my opinion. And lads, would you be of the same? Yeah, definitely. Same opinion, especially when Sam then it seems to be his favourite track. But I'll be having a little bit each round brewing up a storm twenty one. And deck. Yeah, look, I don't even if if the rain came. Oh, yeah, I watched the forecast. I see. No, I'm just thinking Castle Grace Paddy's 33 to 1. Um, If it was the rain between now and then, you know, he's a Fleming's bird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to try to get a bit of value and hope that he turns up on heavy ground, it's still showing good to soft, but it's probably find out more at 10 in the morning. Um, if, If it gets heavy, he, he can mix it with them. Look, he's not going to let them up on Altior. He might, he could dump the last fence near them, but 
Azzy are just power away from him. He's just so fast. He, nothing in training has the pace he has. And but look, yeah, he's not a backable price, is he? So if you're if if it is going to get softer and softer, that that twenty three to one could be decent enough value for him each way, but. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't put you off Castle Grace Paddy, who's been in career best form. He's bookended a out of season break with with two career best runs. So yeah, no, he would absolutely be on the premises if if it was to keep raining. Um, so we go on to our final Grade One of the weekend, and and it's back over to Ireland for the John Durkin Memorial Punchestown Chase. Uh, John Durkin, who sadly passed away uh, from cancer a number of years ago, was responsible for uh, purchasing Istabrak for JP McManus, which is his claim to fame. Um, and Aidan O'Brien then went on to win, uh, well, multiple, multiple grade ones with that phenomenal hurdler. Uh, but this race in his honour is um, it has been Min's for the last two years and he's looking for a hat-trick. Um, and and with, with the entries that we have at the moment, because obviously we don't have the decorations, um, it, it does, it, it, the, the Hilly, is it the Hilly, Hilly May Chase, is it, at Cork, Declan? Hilly Way. Hilly Way. Anyway, Chase, there is a lot of um, cross entries like Shaq and Persuade, which who I don't think we'll see this weekend. Alaho, um, I think Mellon and Tornado Flyer are entered up in that race as well. Larichberg is too. So we still don't know who we're going to see, but we could see Larichberg coming back, um, which would be fantastic. Uh, Sam Crow and Battle Over Diane are in here as well. Uh, Chris's Dream back to two and a half miles race fit could be very, very interesting, although he does go well fresh. And then maybe we, sh- I would assume we would see the return of Alaho here as well over the Cork assignment. Uh, but this this could be a fantastic renewal. Um, Declan, I, I'd say you can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah, can't, can't wait to watch this race. You know, it'd be great if they all turned up. But, you know, I, I think Chanson Porsoy will run at Cork. I think Willie likes that race. And, you know, he, again, sort of depending on the weather. Uh, it's to get quite cold here. We could have some snow, um, and a, a little drop of snow could flood Cork. But if it doesn't, uh, and the grounds anyway decent, we could see Johnson Porsoy there. Uh, Aloha, I, I, everyone is talking about for the Ryanair, and I still think he's a stare. Um, I know. Look, we talked about that RSA many times, and they ran hard and. You know, I, I think Manella in though was was is definitely the better stayer and he picked up when Champ went by them. But you know, maybe if they hadn't have gone so hard, Alaho sort of fell in a hole, got lonely, and uh, the two of them got lonely beside each other. But I I think I think he could be vulnerable in a two and a half mile race with the speedier types. Um I, I think he wants the three miles and uh I, I'd like to see him at Leopardstown. In at Christmas, Battle Over Dion's done a lot of ground up. He he to me he looks like a Gold Cup horse, and I've taken some some decent odds about him winning the Gold Cup. Uh, he is the best jumper in the country. He's probably the best jumper in, in Britain, Ireland. He is phenomenal over the fence, and I think it's his jumping that would bring him into the like today's twenty four long races because he is constantly taking lengths out of the field and. There, using up energy to, to catch up with him. Then, I think he's a really, really good horse, and he he showed the last day. Um, you know, he he showed how good he can be, and I think he'll just improve and improve this season. He 
he, he's become a man. It's taken a, it's taken him a couple of years, but I think he's finally getting there. Chris's dream. This this is more his sort of trip. Uh, he did run a good race over three miles at Down Royal, but I still think he would be vulnerable to the likes of Battle Over Dying. Um, he could actually be a horse who who is in between two and a half miles and three miles. I'm still I still don't know what what to make of him really. He was a horse I I liked as uh, a novice hurdler because he was running over those staying trips pulling horses, but. He's he's looked like a non-player since he's gone over fences. It, it's great to see Larichbog's name entered again. It's hard to see him really retain his ability. Like he looked to have the world at his feet. He ran in a really good trim hour that we mentioned a couple of times. He was second to Delta Walk. It was a really really good. Uh, he went and won at two miles at Leverstown. He beat us and them twice at Christmas and and then in February. And unfortunately, he got injured and he's been off since. But he really looked like he could be anything at the time. And it's an awful pity. If, if he had the same turn up in this race, he's another one who could go to Cork. Um, Mellon and Sampro are entered here. And um, we'll move on. <laughs> he's on the, the hat trick bid. Min, Min is very, very underrated isn't he like he, he's a class animal and you know well look he, he sort of kind of put it up to Altyard didn't he in, in way like they, they go way back they ran in the Supreme together and they ran did they run in the arc or they ran in the Queen Mother against each other uh, but like again Altyard just powered away but he's a very very underrated horse he looked I'd love to see him in over three miles I'd love to see him run a good race here and go to Leperstown um, and, and see what he's like at three miles. Like, what else are you going to do with him? Are you going to go and win another Ryanair? Like, like you shouldn't even be a grade one. Like, you know. Wrong. Every week. Oh, it's a grade four Ryanair chase. <laughs> <laughs> like, ha- have a have a go with this thing. Like, he's a good horse. See if he can win over three miles. Win a proper race. Like, you know. Um he, he definitely, we know he's going to turn up and he definitely has a show. And looking through the field that he's going to turn up, like it, it could actually be a match between himself and, and Battle Over Dying. And look, I just love Battle Over Dying's jumping. Um, Min, Min could shade this. I'd, I'd love to see the two of them over three miles at Christmas. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of Battle Over Dying. It's sort of head Min, heart Battle Over Dying. You'll have to come back to me, Andy. Yeah, no problem. I'll let you flip a few coins there and we'll go um, listen to Steve. Um, Steve, I get the impression that you, you've always yeah, had I've a, always a soft spot for Maine. Am I right or wrong about that? Yeah, I've always followed him, really. I had a nice touch with him last year as well on the Ryan Air. I love to listen to Deck talk about chases. He's so passionate, isn't he? But um, Battle Over Diane, yeah. Sort of, <laughs> sort of, talking of Deck, yeah, I sort of followed him in with a hype. If not the hype, his own opinion before this, before its last run. I, I took a bit in the 80s myself for the Gold Cup, but um, I'm sort of looking at this race through watch checker just to try and get a gauge of what's going to run. But I know you're a big Larichberg fan. I think 33 is sort of on a slight drift. But I don't think that means he's not going to run. I suppose because he's been off for two years, probably the reason. But Mellon, we know that he only runs well at, in March. Um, Chris's dream. 
story celebrated last time. Like you said, he's probably best fresh. He's probably not the best of these, but he, he could win through fitness. Alaho, he seems to be on a drift. Um, five to one, will he run? That's the key, you know. Um, I suppose when you look at the betting, Min's got to be the most sort of bomb-proof pick, but he's not... I know you think St. Calvin should have beaten him last year, don't you? But um, I'm not of the opinion he probably would mm-hmm. stay free. But I know what Dex saying, he'd definitely be worth a try. But um, I'd, I'd be looking at Battle Over Dine and hoping that he does the business just to sort of boost what Declan thinks, you know? But um, Alaho, I've already backed for the Ryanair. Even though Dex said he should go for a Gold Cup. So we're sort of in and out of the. I've just sort of started doing a few try Yankees this week. But uh, yeah, Alaho winning a couple of the Ryanair bets. But. I'll be sort of looking, hoping that Battle Over Doyen does something special, you know, um, especially with his jumping. But until we know what's definitely running, it's, mm. it's just it's just a race to chat about without actually sort of sticking your colours on one, you know. Mm. You you can just you can definitely see Jerry Hannon losing his marbles anyway in the last one hundred yards because I, I'd say this would be a close yeah. finish. Um, look, Alaho. You, you might remember me saying this last year, Steve, possibly. I Even when I seen him at Leopardstown in the ring, especially the day he was beaten by easy work in a beginner's chase, or sorry, easy work, easy game um, in a beginner's chase. It was around Christmas time. Um, yeah, no, he he did look like, he still looked a bit weak to me. And yeah, I thought everything about Alaho was a year early. Even in the Albert Bartlett, he just looked a bit weak. He wasn't going anywhere, but he wasn't doing anything quickly. And I, I got the fact that I got the maybe the gist that he might still be a little bit weak. He, he was campaigned quite conservatively, conservatively last year, only having three starts. Now he may well have had four starts. He probably would have gone to punches down, but he was still campaigned conservatively again. I think this is the year where Mullins is going to maybe Willie Mullins is going to bring him along, give him more starts than he's probably ever had before. Um, but unlike Deck, I think we could see him in the Ryanair solely because he's only a six-year-old. He'll only be seven next year. He has, you know, eight, nine, ten if he progresses like the way Willie Mullins probably thinks he'll progress. He'll have two or three cracks at a Gold Cup. The Ryanair, he might still want to be bringing him along. He'd be another year older, another year stronger. Um, and even last year in the RSA, he wasn't doing anything quick. Um, at the finish, you know, Manila Indo was going away from him, but he was still battling on. He was plugging away. He he really, really ran a, a phenomenal race, uh, as did Manila Indo. And even all due respect, even though Champ was the third best horse in that race, he he, he was brilliant as well. But um, look, I think Alaho, this, this is a perfect start from. He probably will go well fresh. He could go to Cork. We don't know. Um, but whatever he does here is an absolute bonus. I, I would love to see him at, at Leopardstown, um, even over the three miles, even if he was to come back to two mile five in March. But Battle Over, Diane and Min and Chris's Dream, they're the three that you really have to look at here because Mellon, like he, he'll just be, you could probably get about four to one a place for him on Betfair at the off if, if you're lucky. Um, he'll just be, he's just going to be laid out until March. Um, Tornado Flyer, probably not good enough. Good effort last time out, but not very trustworthy. As much as an absolute machine and a weapon Sam Crow is and, and how, how phenomenal he's been so far because yeah, I know how much Deck loves him. Um, you know, he'd, he'd really like his jumping is going to be put under serious strain here, you would imagine. I think this is 
probably the best race Sam Crow's well it, probably it is this is the best race Sam Crow's going to ever has ran in in his life so far um, and he's going to need a colossal career best to, to even be placed here you would imagine um, but I think battle over Diane I think this could be his coming out party personally I think he has to I think he has the beatings of Min with a race under his belt I know Min has gone well fresh in this race before and won the last two um, but I think battle over Diane is a serious serious threat to him this week um, and I would be shading him over Min on Sunday and I'm, I'm going to have a little bet on battle over Diane and I'm going to watch Alaho very very closely with an eye to the future because I absolutely love what Willie Mullins has done with him so far um, so Declan have, have you came to your choice yet? Yeah I, I just don't know uh, if there was two fences in the straight um, is, there, is there two fences in the straight at Punchstown? There Sometimes there is. is Yeah I think there is it depends what track they're on Yeah there's so much ground there um, yeah, I, I just think it's jumping is so good it really really is so good but I, I nearly want him to look like he needs a trip the weekend, you know, um, I think Min is so good at, at this trip. And just if I if I owned a horse and he was an out now two and a half miler, I just go to Andrew with him because that Ryanair race is an absolute joke. It shouldn't be a grade one. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I the younger horse battle over dying. Um, I've been a fan of his for a long, long time, and he's starting to come of age now. So, um, I know Min's on the hat trick bid. I think he'd be a close second. I'll go for Battle Over Diane. Yeah, Battle Over Diane by a neck to a half length for me. I think it would be a fantastic race. Um, yeah, Stay, what about yourself? I was a bit cruel before the last race. I sort of death duty him off before Declan stepped in and uh, put me to shame. But, uh, <laughs> and he was right, of course. But yeah, I'm hoping he progresses again. It'd be nice to see, you know. I, just, I can just see Min being swallowed up late. Um, he's nine turning ten. He's still young enough. But he, just see something improving passing possibly you know I wouldn't want to be on 15 right that's for sure mm. well I, I know Willie Mullen said last year that it would be a crime to have retired for him without seeing him taking offence and I totally agree with Deck. I think it'd be a crime to see Min retire without him trying three miles when he's at or somewhere near the peak of his powers and it's now or never as he's nine rising ten he um, should have done it last year really he should have gone to Leicester on Christmas last now, year in, in Willie's defence there's every chance he could have gone to the Betfair, get yeah. Betfred Bowl at Aintree, the three-mile race. I, I think that the one yeah. that Kenboy won, I I, I'm, I was thinking that we'd see him there uh, before COVID-19 struck. So there's every yeah. chance it could have happened. Um, I, I, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. He went now oh, into yeah, Melling yeah. Chase, the two-and-a-half-mile race. He's never struck in speed, is he? Yeah. Despite running so well in sort of these two-mile chases. Yeah, well, he's he no, he he's he's fast. He's just yeah, not Queen Mother fast. Was else I else just think, yeah, he, he went past him in the Supreme, but I suppose he would have done it. Yeah, years, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, exactly. I I just think like last year, you know, you, if you failed at Leverstown, or if you didn't look like he really enjoyed that three miles, come back to the Ryanair then. I just think last year was the year to try it, and they bottled it. It, it would have given them so many options if he won it well roll the dice at a gold cup if not come back to the Ryanair you know it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to lose a grade one but it means so much more to win them 
And and that's what like what I said earlier, I admired um Henderson rolling the dice with Ridaltia and giving her a go. You know, it takes nothing away from a horse when they lose one. I totally agree with you, Deck. Um, so, lads, we come to the end of the show now. Um, quite a lot of rambling this week, but the, the racing deserved it, I feel like. There was just some fantastic racing this weekend. Um, we didn't even get to the races over the big hedges at Aintree, but um, I'm sure Chris will have that lined up on Telegram for the Beecher Chase and the Grand Sefton. Um, so, the best bets of the weekend, I'll, I'll go quickly ahead with my bet three. I, if, if I get, you know, maybe... Nine to four or better, I'll be back and embittered to beat Andy Dufresne because I just think that would be a bit of value. Um, I like I like Phoenix Way each way in the Henry the Eighth at Sandown, like we mentioned, and uh, Battle Over Diane in the John Durkin. I that's my bet of the weekend. I I I think he really has the beatings of Min, especially with Min lacking a run and Battle Over Diane looking so impressive at Down Royal. Uh, uh, Steve, do you have anything that you uh, want to share with us this weekend? I do like Hitman in Henry there, whatever it is, 8th, 9th or 10th. Um, I like Top Notch in the Peterborough Chase as well, uh, around 5-1. to one. I think that's got a good chance. Uh, that's about it really, mate. It's, it's, it's a bit of a dead weekend for me. Hmm. Anything else about the Peterborough Chase? We could touch on that pretty quickly, actually. I probably should have came to that, boys. Apologies. And um, Is there anything that you did see in the Peterborough Chase? Because there's we've 14, 14 entries. And I, yeah, I well, there's been a bit, say about half of them will run. Much he's um, really short enough in, a, in a betting anyway. And I, I just think he's running He's run against better horses than he's out done, so run a great race in the Paddy Power. But a quick reappearance, whether that would be ideal or not, I'm not too sure. Simply the bets was... Was pretty disappointing last time. Topnotch has got just got he's just got always forming in the top top of the grade races, you know. Just should be good enough to to go pretty close in that. I I could talk for hours about Al Dancer. I've a I've a theory about him that I might get to next week in regards to handicap form and the Ryanair chase and maybe that's why it's such a bad race and everyone hates it but uh, no, I'm only joking um, but, but handicappers do have a fantastic recent record in the in the Ryanair chase so do watch Al Dancer in the in the Peterborough chase he'd be my pick to win uh, Declan very quickly Peterborough chase uh, no I've lost my race card Andy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh okay well look that that's absolutely fine and um, do you have any bets of the weekend to share with us uh, I, I'm nothing I'm really really strong on uh, I do like El Dorado Alain in the Henry VIII novices chase and if the rain does come uh, Castle Grace Paddy is, is is great odds if you fancy an each way bet against a bunch of chumps and Altior uh, if, if you're looking for them to finish second and look maybe the forecast Altior to beat Castle Grace Paddy and um, yeah, you, you are kind of convinced me about Battle Over Diane. I know I'm a big fan of his, but I, I was I was a bit nervous. So I just I'm, found my the confidence has grown. That's that's yeah, good to hear. Yeah, and you found your one for anything else? Manila celebration. Katie Price trained Ben Post, but yeah, he's a bit of an entry specialist. He's ten now, but. He could give these a good run for their money at 12-14 to 1. That's, uh, that's fantastic, Steve. And apologies to the to the listeners that I approached the best bets arseways, mixing it with the Peterborough Chase, but I'll recap it all. For Steve, it was Hitman in the King Henry VIII and Manella Celebration in the Beecher. For myself, it was Embittered in the Clarence Davis Chase. 
uh, Navin, Battle Over Dying in the John Durkin and Phoenix Way in the Henry VIII. And I swear to God, if we don't have the winner of the Henry VIII, we may as well just cancel the show. Uh, but it's El Dorado Allen for deck in the King Henry VIII and Castle Grace Paddy and all sorts of weather forecasts with Altior in the um, Tingle Creek. So that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Um, we should have Chris back next week and all normal service will be resumed. Um, but for this week uh, thanks for joining us and give us a listen or give us a follow even on Twitter at USO Podcast and on uh, Facebook and hopefully in the coming weeks we will have a website sorted for blog entries and a Cheltenham diary and um, an easier way to contact the show so exciting times for the podcast ahead but um, thank you very much Steve and Declan for joining us here tonight cheers lads thank you and um, happy punting everybody this weekend and we will Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.